Hello and welcome to another episode of Of Sound Health. Today, I am honored to be talking with Danielle Hall. Danielle Hall is an expert and leader in the practice and education of sound healing. She has been named a pioneer in the sound healing industry by the Shift Network and has been interviewed, among other places, by CNN, Fox 5, and 11 Alive. With over a decade of experience, Danielle has experienced firsthand the feeling and transformative power of sound healing directly in her own life and that of her clients. Danielle has a private practice and professionally mentors and works as a consultant in hospitals, nonprofits, and corporations. As she developed professionally and mentored other sound facilitators and healers, she naturally segued into the education of future sound healers through her school, Sound Embrace. Through her public sound baths and workshops, she has empowered and encouraged social participation and community engagement towards enhanced well-being. One of Danielle's current projects is being part of a research team based out of San Francisco, California, researching the effects of sound as medicine to further the impact of this extraordinary practice. Today, we will be discussing the many possibilities and positive effects which sound healing holds for all of us and how to integrate sound for well-being into our everyday life. Let's connect with Danielle now. Hello, Danielle. Hello. Hey. Oh, okay. I'm so happy to have you here today. So I am looking forward to our little concert already as we speak. And I am delighted that our listeners are here to learn more about ways that they can learn about um, learning about sound healing, the instruments, and how they may actually further their education. So to begin with, tell me a little bit about yourself personally and how you were introduced to sound healing. Uh, what even drove you to saying, hmm, I think that might be something that can help me. Uh, well, first, thank you for inviting me to be a part of this. I think this is, I love sharing about sound healing and I love that I get to do this with you. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, this is great. Um yeah, so you know what I when it comes to sound healing, what I love to say to people is like it, it doesn't uh I feel like sound healing is one of those things that you don't usually uh <laughs> are the one that's like, oh, I'm gonna go and become a sound healer, I'm gonna go become this sound healing practitioner. It's more of like sound healing just kind of finds you. And um, before I got into sound healing, I actually was a, a commercial photographer working in the field in San Francisco. And through my own health journey or own health fiasco, <laughs> I, I was actually forced to look into alternative methods of healing. I was losing my hair. I was losing the enamel on my teeth. I had chronic migraines, um, chronic constipation, skin issues. And it took this one emergency room trip where, you know, you're sitting on the, you know, the, the little bed in a gurney and, and the doctor comes in and he picks up my chart and he, he goes, 
well, Miss Hall, if we don't find out what's going on with you, you're going down a really dark road. Oh, my. (laughs) It was intense. He put my chart down. He put my chart down, didn't even look at me, and walked out of the room. Oh, my. So you had exhausted, basically, at that point, what Western medicine had to offer you. I mean, traditional Western medicine had to offer you. Exactly. And, you know, at at that point, I was, I, I didn't feel like I was getting answers. I felt like every time I went to the doctor or went to, you know, the emergency room in the extreme cases, there was always another pill or there was always another vial of blood being drawn. And there was never a conversation around what is the root cause of why your hair is falling out? What is the root cause of this, these chronic migraines and chronic constipation, uh, brain fog, you know? Um, and it, after that moment, you know, go home, do the ugly cry. (laughs) You know, I was, I was 28 oh years my. old at the time and and I was like, you know what? I'm going to be bald and toothless and oh. you know, what am I going to be doing, you know, with the rest of my I mean, you, you were know, in how do I fair? I mean, I was yeah, there was I was like my back was up against the wall and I didn't know what else to do. And somehow this um naturopathic doctor came into my awareness. And that was the first time that I was actually open to going to something that felt to me non-traditional. So you, you know, yourself, I, um, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but you yourself were, were, were kind of like headed straightly, you know, doing the traditional things like, and didn't even enter your radar at that point before that moment, like, Hey, there might be something different until you, you too were at your, that you had exhausted the traditions, the Western traditions. And you too felt like I I'm exhausted. Exactly. Exactly. I grew up a military kid. So my dad was, you know, in the army. We were very much do what you're told, keep quiet, put your hands in your lap. Yeah, the stiff upper lip and just keep going forward. (laughs) Exactly. Kids are to be seen, not heard. Oh, my. Uh, And so, you know, there's there are just some stern practices that, you know, grew up in a very loving household. That's how the Western mentality is, is you, you get up and you keep going to work every day, no matter if you have a pain here or pain there. It's like just you, you've got to pay the bills. You've got to work, you, you know, and our body is so neglected and our spirit is so neglected. Yeah. And so and sometimes, you know, at least for me, it was I didn't even know to question mm-hmm. what was happening in my body. I, um, you know, I, I just had at that time it accepted the cards I was dealt. You know, this is. And, and, and in some ways that brought a little bit of peace. It's just like, okay, this is just how it is. And I'm going to go and I'm going to take the pill. I'll go to the doctor. Um, but this, this was, I would say a pivotal moment in, you know, shifting my perspective on what wellness is, what health really is. And, you know, I went to this naturopathic doctor, uh, found out that, you know, well, first it was the first time in my life that, a doctor had asked me questions about my food. <laughs> oh, go <laughs> <figure>. me, <laughs> Yeah. I was asked about, you know, my relationships. If I, if I was happy in my career, um, and I lived in San Francisco at the time. And so I was like, do you even love being in the city? You know, all of these different questions around just, you know, my, my environment and what I was putting into my body and what were my thoughts you know, and, which and are some, not which realizing are that we ingest our thoughts are ingestibles. People don't realize uh-huh. that but they are ingestibles. 
Exactly. And, and how they can manifest in different ways. And I had no idea that these other, you know, other outside forces could be an influence on my health. And, you know, with the naturopathic doctor, we, we talked about all of these things. And then um, she put me on uh, the elimination diet. So for a month, I went on the elimination diet, um, cutting out all potential allergens from my diet for a month. And then at a week at a time, we reintroduced one allergen at a time. And so the first thing that I reintroduced was gluten and, um, and, they, and found out that all of my health issues from a young age ended up being a gluten allergy. <laughs> oh, so, my goodness. And so all these uh, what seemed different symptoms were coming from a, one singular root thing of gluten. And, and it appeared differently in your body and through all your different organ systems is what you're saying. Absolutely. It, you know, and, you know, with a gluten allergy, it's compounded, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's not that, you know, you start losing your hair from day one because you have a, a gluten allergy. It's that compounded over years and destroying the microvilli in your intestines and not, you know, your, your mouth, um, you're not absorbing nutrients. You're not able to absorb the nutrients. And so my body was, trying its best, but didn't have everything it needed to actually do the job. And so, you know, taking gluten out of my diet actually, for me, felt like this second chance at life. Oh, my. And it was night and day, you know, hair, my hair was growing back, you know, my, my complexion was clearing up, the migraines were going away, you know, there are all of these things that are life change that you don't think of. My bowel movements were regular <laughs> and not painful. <laughs> you know? And then as your body got better, your, 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 your mind fog that you talked about, your mental fog lifted and you were able to start looking around at your life as well or. Yeah. Well, one of the things that started to happen was I looked around and was like, well, why, why wasn't I not open to alternative therapies before? And this is, and this is the, the thinking that started, that actually got me into going to my first sound bath and getting into sound healing was, you know, I'm, I started to feel better, but I had all, all of this anger. Why did I not know to even question or to be curious about what was going on in my body? Why did I just accept that this was my reality uh, and that this had to be my reality? And I started looking at all of these different modalities um, for wellness and, you know, was looking at the language. And again, you know, I was a photographer at the time. So it was like, you know, I put on my investigator hat and was like, what are the stories that each of these modalities are telling? Right. Uh, and how are they being? What is the photography around it? What is the story? Who are the people we're seeing in these spaces? And and I started to slowly uncover, you know, going to yoga, going for the first time in massage and acupuncture for the first time that there were these stories and belief systems attached to whether I was worthy enough to do it, whether, you know, that was something that I could step into um, based on, you know, if I saw someone else that looked like me. Um, so you looked at these, uh, having opened your eyes to these modalities, to the healing that you got from your naturopath, you said, well, if there's this modality that can help me so much, you know, neutral, you know, nutritionally, what other modalities are there and why wasn't I attracted to them or did I not uh, have an inquiry into them? And then you started seeing that the stories had something to do with it. And so that led you to 
discovered that- maybe that you uh, had a, a, something to say, a, a voice to add to these narratives? Well, you know, it, it, it ended up, you know, I, so I went to, I, I found this, I, again, I lived in San Francisco at the time. And so I went to my yeah. first sound bath in San Francisco and, and to kind of illustrate this point, um, I had a lot of, <laughs> uh, judgments on, um, people that did anything that looked like what sound healing, what people would usually think that sound healing looks like. And, you know, the, the judgments just went hardcore. Uh, you know, I walked mm. into this place with, you know, my skinny jeans, my Nike lifts and my Giants baseball hat. And I walk into this space where, you know, it's, um, <laughs> well, shimmery, shimmery it was, and feathers and all sorts yes, of, I, I there know was, what you're talking about, you know, with <laughs> all the colors and luminosity that's associated with that, which is totally not uh, the everyday life is what you're saying. It, it wasn't what I brought up. It wasn't, you know, part of my circle. You know, there was, you know, walking into this room where I'm seeing a Jesus, a Buddha, a Kuan Yin and sacred geometry while there's incense burning. You know, it was kind of too, too much for my, <laughs> for my <laughs> for brain. Your, yeah, I'm like, no, where yeah. am and I? That, and, and, that, and that is a, an issue, you know, that a lot of people have with a lot of these modalities is that, like you said, why didn't I look into them? Because they didn't speak to me and they only spoke yeah. to you once you were able to even have the little door cracked open a little bit for you. Right. But and even and a then, lot of times, yeah, well, and a lot of times, you know, it's like your, your back is up against the wall and you don't know where else to turn. So you're going to try the hippie woo woo thing. Right. Uh-huh. And that's where I was. I was like, okay, I'm, you know, I just did this one thing with the naturopathic doctor, but like, what are other, what are the other woo things that I thought were woo? <laughs> uh, I know that um, just worked so well. What, what, what else is there? Right? <laughs> what else is woo? And let, give it to me now. What's the story? You know, I want to check this out. I'll give you some more weird. And, you know, I walk into this weird, right. And, you know, I, I just have the most profound experience of my life. It up into that moment. And but this was I, a sound bath. So you were receiving and you didn't part, there was no participation. You didn't have to do anything. You just had to receive, right? Correct. Oh. So in, in a traditional sound bath session, you know, you're, you're usually, we'll talk about a group session, you know, there, you know, there, you could come into a group session and you, you lay down, you're, you're usually bringing a yoga mat, lay out your yoga mat, bring a blanket and a pillow you know, anything that will support you in feeling comfortable laying down for about 30 to 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, in this, in my very first sound bath, they didn't tell me to bring any of these things. So I show up and I'm like, Hey guys, you know, I'm ready. <laughs> and I, with you your know, baseball cap on <laughs> with my baseball cap, you know, I'm like wearing jeans, you know, wear comfy clothes when you, when you do one of these types of sessions. And, um, you know, I laid down for the experience and, you know, I, I actually, and this, this typically, this is a, it, it can happen, but it does not happen often. Um, this experience that I'm about to share with you with, which was my first experience where, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was laying there for the experience. They're playing, you know, these specific instruments that help you to, um, you know, shift brainwave states and, and get into deep states of relaxation. And what happened for me was I had an emotional release. So I started crying um, uncontrollably. And, and when I came out of the experience, the, the same people that I had walked into that, that 
room that I was judging were there to support me through that emotional, um, that emotional release. And for me, you know, up until that time, I was very much a control freak, right? You're, I was somebody who all my life had, had been on again, off again, sick and unable to control anything that was happening with my body that I now go into this, you know, and then my outside world, whatever I could control, I would control. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I, you know, would place things just so a little bit of OCD, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would control things outside my body. And yeah, so because to, at that point you did not realize that there were these energy forces and things that play in your world and in your life. So you thought you had control. Well, yeah. Well, and, you know, going from sick and un, unable to control what was happening in my body to, you know, I'm feeling better and, you know, I go into this experience and all of a sudden lose control of my emotions. I was livid. I was just, I was really sincerely pissed off <laughs> I think that's and so, so powerful to to express and be willing to express because a lot of people in their healing journey fail to mention those aspects you know that kind of that those turns and emotional turns and twists mm. well it also you know I think you know as we are going through our own healing you know, we forget that sometimes the the old belief systems can creep back in. Like the way of being before I had taken gluten out of my diet is very different way of being than I live my life now. It's, you know, there were precautions that I needed to take or extra clothes that I needed to take with me before, or, you know, what are people going to think about me, you know, for having really bad gas and inflammation, you know, all the time, you know? What are my mm-hmm. romantic relationships like, you know, and, and hiding those things and pretending a lot of the time to be happy when I was really just frankly miserable. And, um, you know, and then going into basically this whole new body, uh, you know, this healthy body where things are working, uh, you know, as they should. <laughs> and then uh-huh. to have this moment where the, the experience of a sound bath created all, you know, pulled out all of this stuffed emotion that I hadn't dealt with yet. And so, um, that was actual, actually the catalyst for me to sign up and learn more about sound healing, not because I thought it was going to become a career choice, but because I was angry. <laughs> and you <laughs> and were like, one... how, how does this do this? I need to find right. out. I, I need to know why I lost control of my emotions. And, you know, I signed up for this class and, and just ended up being, uh, you know, just it, it immersed in, in the beauty and of how doing this work can actually support people through very complex emotions and, and ease stress, reduce pain. And, you know, and, and a lot of cases help them see what they were unwilling, unwilling to see before. And, and, and then empower themselves. To, and that you think that that happens because of the change of the brain waves that happens when you're listening to that music, that it changes your, 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 your perceptions. I mean, it can't, you know, when, when there's a lot of research already out there on, you know, shifting brainwave states, especially in, you know, we, if we can shift into theta and delta brainwave states, you know, theta is the, is a brainwave state that, you know, like hypnotherapy or self-programming happens. And so, you know, it's a very impressionable, um, 
state to be able to to um, shift people into for healing. Uh, and Delta, you know, we're basically is creating the environment for the body to go into its own natural healing processes, go in, clean house, and, um, you know, whether that's hormones or releasing, you know, toxins that are building up in the body. So when it comes to these these emotions that we're holding, it's it can create a real gentle way to work through trauma, work through, you know, shame. Shame is a big one for people coming in uh, and, and start to diffuse the hold that that energy and those emotions have over them in making basic life decisions, like moving so or changing a job. So it helps, as you said, it empowers them and it, it's gentle enough that it empowers them, but it pushes them aside to look at their lives from a more objective, maybe you could say, point of view, like a witness. More oh, I love witness. that. Yeah, I love that non-judgmental observer of who they are today. I think that that was a really beautiful way to put it as a witness. And you know, there's there are some things though. You know, like I think it's important for someone who's wanting to do this work to come into a class, sound healing class, or do a sound healing certification because you know there are while it can be very relaxing and relieving stress and, and you can support people in having those really transformative moments. You know, there are different things like body cues and different um, uh, body cues that tell you when you need to shift gears into playing one instrument or another or not playing an instrument at all. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. So you went from exploring, you know, and becoming a facilitator to saying, okay, I have something that I can, you know, with your school and your certification, I have something here that I can contribute to make this more approachable for people like, you know, like mm. practitioners in the medical field and stuff. And since most of our listeners, while they're in the general public, a lot of them will be health professionals. Uh, is that what your, your perception of the sound healing landscape when you were first started to now what you're uh, seeing and what you're participating in and contributing in? Is that kind of what you're seeing it go towards a more, um, I guess, trained uh, perception of how you're practicing sound healing? I love that. Thank you. Yes. You know, when I, when I got into it, I didn't know anyone who was talking about it in the way that I was or presenting it in the way that I was. And so I think, you know, there's, there are, there are markets and purposes for, for all different, you know, we can go the esoteric route, we can go the very practical science, scientifically based route. And, and then I think that there's also the in-between of those things of bridging the gap between both of those, the, the energy and the science. And so, um, you know, my approach is to bridge the gap of both. I think it really depends on the, the audience I'm speaking to, but I saw a big need for this work to become more accessible to these other types of markets. Exactly. Like the medical field you're talking about, you know, I've, I've worked with um, Piedmont Hospital and Wellstar and hospitals here in Atlanta, but I've also done, you know, many corporate um, sessions for, you know, big corporations as well as one-on-one -on -one sessions. And actually, that's how my career started was um, I started with one-on-one -on -one sessions and then built up to group sound bath sessions for the public 
and then started working with nonprofits and therapy centers, uh, corporations, and then, you know, had the opportunity to work with these two hospitals. And now training, you know, I can take, I'm taking all of that experience and supporting my practitioners and, you know, how, how do you facilitate safely and effectively for outcomes and what is the difference between a performer and a facilitator? And I think that those are as well, as well as how do you even have a business in this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know. And uh, right before we uh, got together today, we were talking about how occupational therapists as holistic practitioners, we've mm. always addressed the emotional and the physical. And even in our AOTA conference, uh, our associations conference, this year, we do have uh, one of the sessions is going to be Rebecca um, uh, Ostel, I believe is her last name. She's going to mm. be giving us a, a sound healing uh, session, a sound concert facilitation or something at the very end. I think it's the first or second uh, day of our conference. And so there is. That's so interest. exciting. I'm so excited for all your listeners who are going to that conference. (laughs) I know, but even more excited you should be for us because you're going to be giving us a wonderful uh, little healing session. And tell us a little bit about when you play, like how she's going to be playing for a group of people and you don't know who they are and you Mm. want to provide that the benefits. So it'd be, I guess, the more general relaxation benefits then that you would approach and, and so forth and so on. Oh, good. Yeah, good question. So when there's a when it's a group sound bath, a lot of times the practitioner who's facilitating has no idea what people are coming in with. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you definitely want to take that into consideration and in choosing the instruments that you're you are facilitating with um, and also, you know, how you lead them into it. Uh, I would definitely have the approach of. Um, you know, going more on the relieving stress, you know, kind of bringing people into a peaceful state would be would be my take on it, my my first approach and something like that. Um, and my what I choose as the main instruments that I facilitate with are quartz crystal bowls. Uh, and so, depending on the practitioner that you will be experiencing at that conference, um, she may have you know, uh, brass bowls, Himalayan bowl. They're also called Tibetan bowls or Himalayan bowls. She may Mm. have crystal bowls. She may have a gong, drums, shakers, chimes. And all of these are very specific to how you would want to create a certain type of outcome for your client or patient. Okay. And, and you go through all these instruments in your training and for full disclosure, I took her training and I'm a delighted, delighted sound practitioner on my, on mm-hmm. my own right. So I would love to uh, mention, could you say something about how people can integrate playing and singing and humming or just in, integrating themselves being, you know, a musical being in their lives and then maybe lead us in a nice little short uh, relaxation session with you? Oh, sure. Uh, so some right off the top uh, could be, you know, I know that there's, you've probably heard of mantra and toning and using the voice to um, self-soothe. 
Um, one of my favorite is actually humming. And there's, there's so much research. Jonathan Goldman is, is one of the, the researchers on the forefront of humming <laughs> and the power of thought? humming. Power of humming. <laughs> <laughs> Little kids do that, you know, quietly to themselves. Mm-hmm. They show video. There's tons of parents showing videos of their kids doing little self-talk and humming and singing to themselves. Yeah, humming for four to eight minutes. You know, and I would love for you all as a challenge to just hum for about eight minutes and then, you know, let us know how you feel. <laughs> uh, you know, lay down, close your eyes, hum for eight minutes and then report back. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it now, listeners. You have your homework now. <laughs> and it's something you could do uh, right before going to bed. It would not uh, overactivate us. It would actually probably calm us. Yes. Yeah. It, it's great right before bed, right before a meeting, right before a difficult conversation. Um, something amazing that will support you in calming your nerves. Um, you know, maybe, maybe your child had a temper tantrum, start humming, introducing humming to them to help them calm down. It's and self-regulate. It, they can and self-regulate. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Well, Danielle, I, I can't believe time just flew by with you. So we are at the point now that we get to have a nice little treat of a, a little bit of a session with you. You, uh, not, you don't have to make it more than three to five minutes. Uh, but I would love our listeners to just get a little flavor of what they can expect if they do go to a sound bath, if they haven't had such a fortunate experience, because it is really, truly a fortunate experience if you have had one. Great. So if, if you are in a place where you can find a comfortable position, placing your palms face down on your thighs and gently close your eyes, taking a deep breath in through your nose for five counts and out of your mouth for five. And through your nose for five. last time in through your nose a deep breath into your nose for five and out of your mouth for five when you're ready you can slowly open your eyes that was truly truly wonderful and it was literally less than three minutes right it doesn't take much doesn't take long (laughs) It was really wonderful meeting with you again, Danielle. I cannot thank you enough. And I'm sure our listeners will be delighted to uh, hook up with you again with the link. I'm going to put a link in your show notes of the, you so generously uh, allowed us to listen to a little um, 
sound bath that you gave us so that we can listen to later at throughout the week. And they can find you at soundembrace.com. Is that correct? Yeah, perfect. Yay. So thank you. Thank you. And have a super day. Is there anything you or any final message you'd like to leave our listeners with? Thank you for the opportunity to just share this with you. Sound healing is a powerful tool for transformation. And I look forward to answering any questions that may arise. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening today. Of Sound Health will post new episodes every Monday. Start your week by exploring and experiencing new and beautiful approaches to enhance your everyday well-being. To continue the conversation, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast player or app. Until next week. Thank you.